Welcome to the Thriving Soulpreneur Podcast. This is a space where we talk about human design, spirituality, and neuroscience, all applied to business and money. My purpose is to help struggling solopreneurs to run sustainable businesses, to become financially resilient, and to create powerful change within their communities and beyond. I am your host, Andrea Niño de Guzman, a numbers girl and a neuro geek who left the corporate world to do what she does best to catalyze transformations. I am thrilled and honored to have you here, and I really hope to serve you in the best way possible. Hello, welcome everyone to this new podcast, new episode of the Thriving Soulpreneur podcast. It's great to have you here. My name is Andrea Niño de Guzman. And today we're going to be talking about the path from resiliency to prosperity. As many of you know, if you follow me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, I recently launched a program that has the same title, Resiliency to Prosperity. If you want to know more about the, that program, then please go on to my links, find my page. You're going to find every single detail. Or if you don't want to read, reach out to me and Let's have a conversation. Let me share with you all the amazing details and vision that I have of this program and what I can achieve, what I hope that we can achieve together. But this episode is not about that. This episode is about the concept of what it means to transit from resiliency to a state of prosperity and why it's so important and why I think that it's, it's a concept that I feel is not it's not being discussed enough and that I really, really, I personally feel that we really need to address this because when we address it, it's going to change the entire landscape. Okay. So hear me out. Okay. Um, I'm going to start by sharing a story about how I grew up, you know, like we're, we're always highly influenced by, you know, the, the beliefs, the thought patterns, the thinking, the attitudes of, you know, our parents or, at school, our society, especially when we're growing up, especially, you know, in our, in our younger years. And when I was growing up, my dad had a very negative concept of being an entrepreneur, you know, running your own business. Um, back at that, you know, during that time, I remember there were some, some of my friends who, you know, who were in school, but because of different financial reasons, they, either were transferred to a lower lower cost school or they they had to move somewhere else but there was always some sort of hardship involved and a story around the mom or generally at that at that you know at that age it was generally the dad that was involved in some sort of business the business failed and you know the family encountered some hard some financial hardships and i remember that when my parents were discussing that situation, the comment that my dad always made was like, this is running your own business or being an entrepreneur is so irresponsible. Like how would somebody put their family through this? Right. And it's, it's stuck with me. I, I think I was maybe six, maybe seven years old at that time. I know I was really, really young, but that concept stuck with me. And I, and I carried that concept for a really, really long time. And you know, it, it was 
it's funny to say it out loud, but it was one of the reasons why I was afraid of really pursuing my own business because I thought, you know, am I really being responsible? Am I, am I going to put my family through hardship if I follow, you know, my dreams, if I follow, if I start pursuing my own business? And um, some of you know this, but when I decided to leave corporate and start my my business online, my mom almost had a, had a heart attack. Like she was, she could not understand why I would make such a decision of how I would just leave a, a job, a well-paying job, a well, you know, a, a well-established position to just kind of like figure it out on my own and see if it works or not. Right. So I began studying more about this concept of is it really my parents? Was it were my parents the only ones who really felt this way, or is this more of a you know a more broader or broadly accepted concept that maybe running your own business is risky or difficult or maybe even to quote my dad irresponsible, right? So if you go online and you research the statistics about what does it take to run a business on your own, you're going to find that nearly one in five businesses fail during the first year, or if you want to rephrase it into the positive, about 50% of them make it through their first year. And about almost, almost, um, and out of that 50%, less than 30% are going to make it by year five, and even a lower percentage are going to make it by year 10. So the odds of building a sustainable business is going to be sustainable in the long term, according to several people in the statistical world online, is very slim. Now, if you also think about, or if you run, if you have a startup, the odds of failing are even higher. It's almost like 90%. Like the odds of having a successful startup are slim, slim to none. And then if you keep on digging online, you're going to find articles that tell you that on average, a business owner, a solopreneur needs about three years. So they need to be in business for about three years before their business becomes financially profitable. So what that means is that that, that entrepreneur, that solopreneur needs money, needs to be injecting their own money, their own savings, their own capital into their own business to make it work before the business turns around and becomes self-sustaining. So now if you combine all these statistics, right? On one hand, you have statistics that tell you you're not going to make it. You know, the, the, the odds are of you not making it through the, first, through the first five years are really, really low and even making it longer. And combining it with this other statistic that you need at least three years in order for your business to be financially profitable, financially sustainable, Obviously, you know, obviously it's going to put you under a lot of pressure and stress, especially if you have a family, you know, especially if you, if you are the main breadwinner, especially if you have other people under your care. I mean, even if you didn't, you still have a lot of obligations and to go into, into a business venture in an unlevel playing field where there's so much against you, right? There's so many stats against you you're obviously going to be in more of in a survival mode, right? And it's no wonder why many of us think that when you be, are in, in running your own business, when you're starting your own business, 
there's this notion of trying to prove yourself. It's basically you going against the world, trying to prove to others that you can make it, that you can be one of the few that really are successful, that can succeed, that can make it to the other end, right? Into the, into the profitable end. And there's also this story as a result. I think that as a result of all these um this perception that we have of entrepreneurism and uh, entrepreneurship and this perception that we have about what it really means to be a solopreneur, that in order to make it, like quote unquote, make it, you need to develop all these skills to overcome the setbacks, the struggles, the challenges, the obstacles, anything that might come your way, right? And in some circles, that's what's called resiliency. People, whenever you have you develop those right skills to help you overcome those challenges, you become resilient. And the thing is, and here's the problem that I see with all this, that we're stuck being in this resilient phase. I mean, especially after the pandemic. I don't know how many stories you've heard, but I've heard tons of stories of business owners of just sharing how they survived the pandemic, even like big corporations too, but especially, especially young uh, and, and small business owners and solopreneurs, all these stories about the hardships that you had to go through, but you made it through, you pulled through, you made the sacrifices and here you are, you survived. And you know what? I'm so sick and tired of being <laughs> in the story of survival. I started my own business, um, basically maybe at the worst time, <laughs> economically speaking. Um, you know, many of you know I'm in Bolivia. I started my own business probably weeks before the, full com the whole country went into social turmoil. We overthrew our president. So the, the country was on standstill for, for almost three months until there was a transition of government. And that basically was the end of the end of 2019. And just as we were starting to go out of it, boom, we hit the pandemic, you know, and, and everything stalled. I had basically no prospects of making an income, no projects, all my projects just fell through. And my business, if you want to see it from a resiliency standpoint, is the product of overcoming a lot of struggles, a lot of challenges, setbacks, and a bunch of obstacles, not just in terms of business growth, but also financially. I've made a lot of money in, the, in, the, in this time, but I've also lost a lot of money. I've had money stolen from me. I've invested, I've made the wrong investments. So these past three years for me have been of tremendous growth where I've had a lot I've created I've let, I've been left with literally like $20 in my bank account and having to start over and over and over again and that's why I say I'm so tired of being resilient I know I am resilient I know I have those skills I have the knowledge I have this I have the wisdom I have the ability to overcome struggles because that's what I've been doing but that doesn't mean that that has to be my story and I'm tired of being part of that story that running a successful business equals struggle and sacrifice and survival and hustle. Because really, and I'm sorry to say this, but resiliency, as good as resiliency is, it's really not a badge of honor. And I don't think that, that we need to, to keep on, you know, 
proclaiming that it is of like we we need to stop with this dialogue of I survived. I'm I'm pushing through. I'm coming along. I'm resilient. I don't want to go my I don't want to go around comparing myself to others based on how much I've overcome. For me that's not the story. That's you know I and if you follow me on social media, you're going to see that I don't really share about that. Yes, I'm going to share about my financial struggles because everybody has them, but that doesn't mean that it makes me any better because I overcame more things than you did. It doesn't make me any better if 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 I had bigger struggles or if I, had, if I overcame bigger obstacles, I want to be part of conversations where we talk about sharing and impact, about, you know, transforming, about, you know, I want to be part of conversations that are really focused on expansion. I don't want to be part of conversations that are focused on survival. And that, for me, is what we need to change, that, that focus. So I wonder, when did we begin accepting this notion that to build a successful business or building a successful business is really the sum of all the setbacks and struggles and challenges. When did we begin to equate both? Because that does, isn't necessarily true. And just like there are many who have struggled, there are also many other people who have grown exponentially over the past three years or two years without any struggle with the flow. But for some reason, we're not talking about them. We're just so focused in the struggle, in the resiliency, in the pushing, in the hardship, and all of that is bullshit. So does it? Does being successful really mean that you have to have survived these difficulties? No. And I just proved it. There are others. There are many, many, many entrepreneurs out there who have, who have really, really just took off long, like just grew exponentially without any struggle. And that's where this other way comes along. Then the other way is, a, is moving from this concept of resiliency towards prosperity. And that's the path. It's the path of moving away from resiliency, not being stuck there. And when I say this, I don't, I don't want you to understand like I'm thinking that resiliency is wrong. No, it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's, it keeps us, you know, it, it, it moves us away from survival. It's not wrong, but it doesn't mean just because it's not wrong doesn't mean that that's what we have to aim for. I don't want us to aim for being in business and surviving the consequences, you know, the environments, the, you know, the disruptions, the recessions, the pandemics or whatnot. I want all of us to be thriving. I want all of us to be and do business from a place of true prosperity. And that is what we need to start shifting our mindset and our focus of moving away from resiliency and moving towards prosperity. And the way that I see this, and this is just my interpretation, is with three steps. The first step of this path is called, I call it release. And when you are in this path, when you are in this stage of, of, your, of your growth as a solopreneur, as a business owner, you are in this process of releasing all the stories of struggle and survival in business, just releasing them. It's kind of like a purging phase. This phase asks you to release all the shame, all the guilt, all the worry, all the fear about not earning enough money. It also asks that you release all erroneous beliefs around your worth, around your talent, around your abilities, around your gifts, and also and maybe even more so 
around your past decisions. And in a way, it's through this first step that we begin purging all the programming that we received around what it means to run a business, all the programming that we received around, for example, struggle and success, improving our worth and failure and money and, and everything, everything about being an entrepreneur, a business owner, a solopreneur in this day and age. So once the purging, once the release phase is complete, then you move on to the next phase of the path, which, is, which I call it creation or create. Once you've eliminated all the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that no longer serve you, then you embark on your journey with an empty or a clean slate. And then the question becomes, what do you want to create? What do you want to experience? How do you want to experience it? What do you want to believe from this moment on? And for example, if we apply it to money, when you are at this phase, when you are at the second stage of creation, you could ask yourself, what do I want to create in relation to my money? How do I want to experience wealth? How do I want to experience abundance and prosperity? What does it look like for me? And what do I choose to believe about money? And not just about money, but about myself in relation to money. And maybe if you think about business, about building a successful business, you might ask yourself, what does success look like for me? What types of experiences do I want to call into my business that are going to make me feel, that are going to show me that I am reaching this desired state of success? How do I want to experience these results? How do I want to experience my success? And what results do I want to call into my reality? So these are just some examples that you might ask yourself when you are at this creation state. And then when you're no longer being governed by the, your disempowered beliefs, when you are completely in tune to your creative powers, because you know that we're always creating, right? We are creating what we don't like, what we like in our lives. And what dictates what we create is not just our thoughts, but also and more so our emotions, especially the feelings that we have about ourselves. So in a sense, it is what we believe about ourselves. Our creative power is very tied to what we believe about ourselves. So as we shift, as we reprogram our beliefs, then we can then in turn begin to create a whole new and more aligned reality for us. And then we're able to transition into the final step which I call embodiment or embody. And at this stage, this is where you start learning how to use these creative powers, you know, your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs to continuously create what you desire. It's not just about creating it once and being lucky, but it's about constantly creating, leveraging, embodying, embodying your strength, embodying your light, embodying your authenticity, embodying your trueness, your true being, to create what you desire in your life. And this is more than just, oh, I want to create an abundant lifestyle. I want a big house. I want a car. No, this is about sharing your gifts. It's about connecting to your higher purpose. It's about learning how to leverage these gifts to cast a wider impact in your family, with your community, with your clients. I would say even like on a whole worldwide level. 
It's about allowing yourself to step into this power, to really shine, to shine in your light, but not, not just once, not twice, but always. Because as you shine, as you step into the fullness of who you are, as you step into the fullness and of what you came here to do, others can't help but see you and also be inspired by you. And in a way, it gives them permission to also step into their light. So it's about taking change to a whole new level when we are at this embodiment stage. Because as you change, your context changes. As you change, others are being driven by change. And you know that we can't evolve as a humanity if we're not constantly changing and evolving. And if I may be honest here, we can't really evolve if we're not benefiting with your, with, from your gifts. So imagine that the service that we are all causing by hiding, by playing small, by living in the state of struggle, by maybe even living in this or just staying comfortable in the state of re resiliency where we just overcome and overcome and overcome and one obstacle after another and where we don't really allow ourselves the energetic space the time and the, the mind space to really just be, to share our gifts from our fullest, highest potential. When we can imagine the disservice that we're making by not allowing ourselves to thrive and just staying in this constant survival mode. That's why I feel that this is so important because what I see is not just for me. It's not just for my clients. What I see is like, it's a huge mind shift that everybody needs to get on and it's like they need to embark on that we need to take it a step further and it's not just about survival maybe that story helped us centuries ago or years ago but now it's more about purpose it's about sharing these gifts it's about owning and being able to step into your light but you can't step into your light until you haven't released all these disempowering beliefs about yourself You can't step into your light until you know how to create. You can't step into your light until you know how to do it constantly. That is how we create an impact in, the, in our society. It's not just by doing. It's by showing up fully and owning and honoring our gifts. So you can see how when we talk about prosperity, it's more than just money. For me, I see money as the tip of the iceberg. I see prosperity as this huge iceberg. And money is just the tip that you see outside, above water. But prosperity is so much bigger than that. And why do I tackle money specifically in the Resiliency to Prosperity program? It's because I feel that there are many, many stories, thoughts, and emotions tied to money. And I see money, or rather the stories that we have about ourselves in relation to money, as this vaulted door that keeps us from accessing our prosperity, that keeps us from fully shining, from fully sharing our power, from fully sharing our deep inner wisdom, from fully sharing our gifts, because we're so focused on what we don't have, because we're so focused on how others are going to perceive us, because we're so focused on surviving, on overcoming the obstacles, because we're so focused on the stories that we have around money. So that's why I feel that this money, 
the money issue needs to be addressed first. And that's why I just, I created specifically this program to be able to address this, this issue first. And I know for a fact that the people who go through the program, who are able to release their money stories and then are able to unlock the gifts that they have inside of themselves are going to make transcendental shifts that are going to impact the world in so many ways. And you might call this a sales pitch. It's not like I know it deep in my heart that that's what's going to happen. That's why I'm so passionate about this program. That's why I want to offer it to everyone who needs it. Because it's not just about being financially independent or about being financially free. It's not just about the things that we can buy with money. It's not just about the lifestyle and the traveling and living without debt. Yes, that's good. But it's about the impact that you allow yourself to create when you are no longer living from these limiting stories around your self-worth, your self-love, your authenticity tied to money. So if you feel that you're ready to unlock that vaulted door, if you feel that you're ready to release those stories of struggle and hustle, if you feel ready that, to create or start creating a different and more empowering reality for you and for your business, then let's talk. Reach out to me, send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at andrea.transformationcatalyst. Let's talk because I want this option. I want as many people to walk this path from resiliency to prosperity because I deeply, deeply know the impact that it's going to create in, in the world and not just in the world, but for your family, for your, for your circle and for your community and for your clients. So if this is you, then that is your call to action. Reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's make it happen. And let's stop, let's unlock that vaulted door and let that magic, that energy, that power, that light that you have in you just shine out, shine bright, because that is what the world needs. All right. Okay, another episode is done. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my wild and crazy ideas with you. This is what drives me. This is what really, really makes me happy. And I could not find a better audience to share it than with you. I will see you next week with a brand new episode, another concept on we're probably resiliency to prosperity around money, around our beliefs and on allowing ourselves to really shine and step into our power and shine our gifts. Have an amazing week and I will catch you soon. Take care. <laughs>